Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, friends. We're back again. It's Fightful.com. It is November 9th, 2023. I am Atrol Pearl, and it's time for your Impact Wrestling Post Show. Crest of the Star is on assignment tonight, so she will be back with us hopefully next week. But regardless, we hope she's having a great night. But of course, when you have no co-host and you have plans to fly solo, the substitute teacher swings in and he says, no, he puts you in your place and he says, you got to bring in the substitute teacher. So we brought him in, the one, the only, from True Heel Heat and a plethora of places. SB3 joins me. Hello, friend. How are you? I am doing well to the podcast, folks. Welcome. Welcome. This is this is the SP3 version of the Impact Review Show. No, nah, I'm kidding. I'm just here to fill in for Cresta Star, and I know I'm disappointing because I'm not as good as Cresta Star because Cresta Star is the best. She is the best. But if you had like a wig and like some just like crazy things to say, then like and a mustache. Well, like the mustache, a, mustache, a mustache that never stays on. That's the it one. never stays on. <laughs> you can find little things just to get just to get there. Like we it wouldn't be the same, but it would be a reasonable facsimile. This is true. This anyway. is true. A reasonable facsimile or request is also to leave a thumbs up on the video and subscribe to us here at youtube.com slash Fightful. And of course, if you got the cash and you want to help us out financially, get us paid, you can go over to FightfulSelect.com. We'll talk about why in a little bit. But right now, if you want to have your question or statement around in the air, go over and donate a super chat in the uh, the chat window here on youtube.com slash Fightful. Or you can head on over to HumperChats.com. Any amount, get your question or statement around in the air. And of course, we keep a little bit more of the pie because let's face it the the google thing is, is is kind of kind of played out these days so we do so sometimes you do the streamlabs thing but that's over at humperchats.com this was a very good episode of impact wrestling tonight sp3 we're back in chicago well i mean like we we, we stayed in chicago after bound for glory we taped and then we did the uk tour we taped and then we did more tapings we aired the tapings that happened after bound for glory after the uk tour it's very confusing right now mm. in the world of impact wrestling so we're back in chicago turning point is done we're out of the uk the the gym membership has expired so we've packed up and left 
and now we've moved into the Cicero gym instead. So, so are we sure this is the end of the UK tapings? Because I 100%. thought that I, I thought that the the uh, there was like four shows and like three of the shows were TV taping. Four shows, one taping. Coventry ah, was okay. taped, okay, and that was okay. the Glasgow Cup and all that. And then Turning Point was taped. Everything else was just was just loop. Okay, that yes. ma- that makes sense. That makes sense. So now they're on a regular taping schedule. Yeah, right? I wouldn't go that far. Chicago <laughs> tonight, Chicago next week. Uh-huh. And then they have some stuff from Chicago that is going to be part of the Thanksgiving. They're doing IPWF, I think, for Thanksgiving week. No, ne- I don't even know. They're taping IPWF here in Canada, in Toronto, this Saturday. And they're saying it's going to be airing on Access as part of Impact. So we'll probably take that week off. And then they go to Mexico at the end of November and do a mixed show with Triblea. And they use some of that for the tapings for Torreira to on TV. And it's a bunch of mixed interpromotional matches. And then they come back for Final Resolution in Toronto on December 9th. And I think they tape TV as well. I don't know. And then it's hard to kill. And like my brain is just eventually there'll be some end of year specials and lookbacks and basically we're just we're just running on fumes for the rest of the year. <laughs> so this is like this is like you know a store that's about to close down and you're still you know working for the store but you know it's about to close down because the whole thing with this be still being impact it's about to be TNA so it's like it's like. <laughs> I think I still got to call it impact because it's impact until it becomes TNA. It's It's just wild. That's true. true. Oh, anyway, this, you know what? The episode was great. I'm excited to talk about it. What were your overall thoughts coming out of these tapings tonight? This felt more like what I expected last week or the week before that. Um, so, so yeah, I, it, it felt more like the show following bound for glory, a natural progression of things. And I, I like how they were able to kind of splice in the stuff that were happening at turning point and put it into here and make it feel like it was right after turning point. I like how they did that. But overall, I thought like this was like the first good show that, that, that felt like an actual television show for Midpack wrestling since bound for glory. Do you want to let's talk about this on the air? Breaking news final resolution. This match was just made Motor City Machine Guns taking on the team of Josh Alexander and Zach Sabre Jr. ZS hinted, he said, I want to step into an impact ring. And I said, Well, he's only got about a month left until that happens, until that goes moot. And then someone from Impact actually said, Well, and I just said, Oh, okay. So that's out there now. Just announced over on Impact Socials. Very exciting. Uh, that'll be Saturday, December 9th. We will have a post show, of course, uh, after final resolution. I'll be there live, but uh, wild. That's going to bring Kate over to Toronto, I think. ZSJ will always do that. Absolutely. If you want to get Kate to a wrestling event, you book Zack Sabre Jr. on it. But Zack Sabre Jr. being in there with Alex Shelley, with Chris Saban teaming up with Josh Alexander. You don't know if they're, if they're doing a TV taping after that. Maybe we get ZSJ versus Josh Alexander, and Josh Alexander checks two people off of the best wrestlers in the world he wants to be in the ring with uh, off his list and in one sitting so i mean i i am looking i'm very much looking forward to this matchup now give me zsj and speedball too because they're about to face off at lone star this friday tomorrow night tomorrow i can't wait 
have that Lone Star shootout match and then have them do a follow-up on Impact Turf. Let's do that. Oh, my God. That's great. I'm glad ZSJ is getting his shots and coming over to uh, to Toronto for this. I, I I will definitely be at Final Resolution. I ain't going to IPWF. Sorry, Impact. But I will be at the show that actually has some sort of storyline merit. Speaking of which, no BTI, so we don't have anything to talk about there. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> let's open up this whole thing with the main tapings uh tasha steals defeats diana perrazzo in a very very solid opening match these two of course have the pre-show powerpoint pleasant presentation with all their friendship photos from through the years uh this was just a very very solid match throughout uh and of course tasha gets a little uh gets a little heelish towards the end sends diana into the ring post hits two cutters and gets a mostly clean win despite the ring post spot what do you think of the match sp3 i really liked it especially the finish where tasha kind of really kind of showed a different side of herself she felt like diana was trying to break her arm and it and it just brought out that viciousness of tasha steals that we've seen in the past and going after the arm throwing her into the ring post giving her two cutters i like that finish and it made her look strong and makes me feel like she might get get the shot at final resolution at trinity Yes. Oh, that's not a bad idea. I'm still wondering where Deanna and Gail Kim fit in because at Turning Point, yeah. we saw we saw that exchange. Still thinking Deanna and Gail Kim at Hard to Kill for the, the knockouts torch being passed on. Uh, we still don't know for sure what Deanna Perrazzo's contract situation is with Impact and with TNA, but who knows? I would still love to see the match. There is some really good stuff here. These two just countered each other all over. And of course... SB3, the knockouts locker room has suddenly become twerk fanatics. You saw it. Social media, they've been, they've, been, they've been killing the game with that, man. Jordan Grace comes back and she's like, I got plans for y'all. And what is she? It's just, she's just twerking all over the place. Deanna starts twerking. Everyone's just twerking. And now we're bringing it to TV. I'm not going to complain. If this brings a locker room together, then who am I to tell them what to do? They are definitely uh, a locker room united, SB3. Have you showed your wife uh, how you can properly twerk? Backstage, where were they supposed? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! I do love Tasha, by the way, getting the Venus de Milo in on Diana. That was good stuff. Yes. Again, just the the match itself was solid stuff, and now the question becomes: How serious are we going to take Tasha Steeles? Because she showed mean streak. So let's uh, let's get her maybe into that knockout style picture, like you said. Her and Trinity somewhere down the line, maybe as soon as Final Resolution. I don't hate that. Let's go for it. Yeah, I only say Final Resolution because I think that Trinity's dropping the title at Hard to Kill. I think Jordan Grace going to be our new. TNA knockouts champion coming up in January. New belt and everything. Yeah. I could see it. She really is just openly flying that flag. It's it's wild. It's good to see. I mean, yeah. she clearly is very, very proud of this company. But like, yeah, I could see this. But we've also been talking about Trinity dropping this title for, for months. So True. this is it. This is maybe it. But I, I've said it before on other shows and, and on other platforms. Trinity is the perfect example of somebody betting on themselves, finding the right fits for them and for the company, and then going out of their way to make the company and themselves look good in the best manner possible. I haven't seen a a partnership this good 
coming out of a, a really sour finish to another company like her and Mercedes leaving WWE. I haven't seen something come out this well. And Mercedes, you know, was the all eyes on her woman of the two when they left together. Yeah. But Trinity has absolutely gone out of her way to make herself a star. Uh, one that she knew she would. 100% agree with you. I would say like Trinity, it's not going to be looked at like right now. And maybe it's recency bias. And maybe you probably will take it take like a year from now to really look back on it and view it the same way. But I think we are going to view it in the same fashion of Christian Cage leaving WWE to go to TNA of somebody that was never viewed in the light that he should have been viewed as a main eventer and then came to TNA and just really transformed himself and elevated the company at the same time, elevated himself. I think that's the same way Trinity has done, where they gave her the number one spot that WWE would never give her, and it's elevated impact, elevated their knockouts division, and elevated her at the same time. And in seven years, when they have a Hall of Fame induction... And they want Christian Cage. Uh, someone will send over, I don't know, Luchasaurus for a night. Nick Wayne, of course. I, I didn't Nick want to say Nick Wayne because Nick <laughs> Wayne is still like, uh, for those who don't remember, Ric Flair was inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame while still an active TNA member of the roster. And instead, they sent Christian Cage over for one night only so that Christian could announce the fans vote number one TNA moment of the year at like Slammiversary 2012. <laughs> yes. It was so random. Speaking so of random. Flair, we had a Ric Flair mention in this backstage with Ace of Bays. They're hungover. They partied for weeks. That's why you haven't seen them. Austin, uh, Austin, not Austin. Wow. Uh, Ace Austin said he had a two and a half hour conversation with DDP, I assume over yoga. And then Chris Bay said Ric Flair tried to offer him a Rolex, tried to trade Rolexes. Um, but Bays is an actual Rolex, so he declined. That's that, that. Let's just say that's what happened. Then Santino walks in, congratulates both men. Sheldon, Gene, and Kenny King come in, ask where Santino's been, and he's like, oh, it, it's been the reception in the building, so I don't know where to find. Anyway, this is just Santino. He's bad, bad phone service. Says Tommy Dreamer is working with Crazy Steve, and then Ace of Bay's like, do we have to be here? Because like this doesn't really concern us. And then they make a joke about the Bullet Club, do King and Gene, and Santino makes a match next week's Sheldon, Gene, and Kenny King versus Ace of Bay's. For the tag titles. Woohoo. He's, he's like, that was a lot for a matchup that we know the winner of. <laughs> it's just there. It happened, ladies and gentlemen. Something happened. People said things. And Joe Pearl probably communicated that much better than how I absorbed it watching it. Again, Santino's bad at his job. This is the this is the return to Santino being like, oh well, Tommy Dreamer's busy going after another title, so or, or defending his title against somebody else. So here, have a different title shot, just cause. Yeah, don't worry about winning a match or hell. You've got uh, Dirty Dango and Oleg Prudius who could be getting that tag team title shot because they won a match tonight. Kenny King and Sheldon Jean are the team TNA of TNA. They, no, just keep, they just keep just keep getting different title shots despite losing all of them. <laughs> Speaking of Tommy Dreamer, the digital media championships on the line against Crazy Steve. Uh, Dreamer yells "fork you" as he shoves the fork into Crazy Steve's face. 
That's the takeaway of this match. Steve, Crazy Steve's latest character development has been great. Singing yeah. those creepy lullabies, going after Dreamer's eyes and being like, he's going to put him to sleep and all this stuff. It's good stuff. Uh, Dreamer stops Crazy Steve with the fork the first time by biting his hand, hitting a cutter, and then, yeah, he forks him in the face, and that's the match. No contest. Technically, Dreamer retains. Tom Hannafin is uncomfortable, and so are we. Anything to add? Uh, no. I mean, this got across the the rivalry. I didn't think that the rivalry would end here, so I like the finish to continue it on, continue telling this story. Eventually, this story is going to end, ladies and gentlemen, with Crazy Steve winning the Digital Media Championship, but they want to prolong it for a little bit longer. I don't mind that. And I don't mind the finish with the fork getting involved and Tommy Dreamer getting a measure of revenge. But in Steve's mind, he's just he just played into his whole hand because now this is going to lead to a hardcore match and crazy Steve's going to win. Clockwork Orange, but it's only forks. It's just forks. It's just, it's just different. There are forks. There are sporks. There's like the little forks and the big forks. They use oyster yep. forks. It's just You're going to make them do a fork on a pole match now. I was going to say fork on a pole, but then I was like, nah, that's too Russo. We're, we're going to go TNA. They, we, it has to be a TNA match. So therefore, it has to be a Clockwork Orange House of Fun match. And Raven has to be there too on commentary making very strange but very funny comments. And he has to produce the final fork. That makes sense. Yes. That does make sense. Get That's homicide only- in here. Get every every guy that the that holds a fork in professional wrestling. Salad forks. I see people yeah. talking about that. As long as listen, as long as there are no spoons and Father James Mitchell shows up, then we'll be good. We won't lose our TV contracts. Points were made. Brian Cinema Sinister Minister and that white girl. I'm sorry, what? And Brian Myers defeats Joe Hendry, which is upsetting because Joe Hendry was on a on a tear. But this was all Joe Hendry's match anyway. He comes out, cuts a promo. This is great. He says, there's a rebrand coming, but it doesn't start at Hard to Kill. It starts tonight. And he says, Brian Myers is no longer Edge's bitch. He is now Adam's bitch, which that just popped me. I, I love little crossover stuff. I'm like, damn, that was just, that was good stuff. Good on Joe Henry. Joe Henry, who, by the way, famously steals gimmicks from myself and Crest the Star because we were trying to get Alan Angels to do a Nickelback gimmick. And what does Joe Henry do this past week at Turning Point? Damn it. Since to Nickelback with Simon Miller's old 2012 picture. Oh my God, that was great. I love Joe Henry. Joe, no, I don't think there's anyone that gets more out of an audience on the Impact roster than Joe Hendry. And you saw that at Turning Point with Simon Miller and a lot of people that, you know, I saw on like social media and people that were there live said that there was that was their favorite matchup because it was it wasn't like the the awe inspiring athleticism, but it told a simple story. You got it. And it just got the most out of the fans. And that's what Joe Hendry did in this matchup. And I really wanted him to win but unfortunately brian myers with the roster cut he the i mean I've, ryan myers is basically the miz of impact wrestling he's How good he's there you he's the miz of impact wrestling he he can be in the mid card he can be in the upper card he can even flirt with the main event and he's just always gonna give you at least solid to good batches and this was another solid one here can't believe you that, was that was a compliment that was a compliment ladies and gentlemen 
You can I can't believe you just buried the Miz like that. How did they bury the Miz? He won superstar Mike Mizanin. Okay, don't get me started because this is a bigger platform than I'm used to. And I was just gonna put this out here. Ladies and gentlemen, posting the Miz Miz doing four moves in the in a row in slow motion is not the self-own you think it is. You're not saying that Miz is a great wrestler when he's doing all these moves at like 3% of the speed of most of the wrestlers that do these moves regularly. It's not the own that you think it is. For those of you who don't watch Joel and Kate at 8 over on Fightful Overbooked, we spent an entire summer booking G1 Ms. Mike Mizanin in 2024. He got, he got all the way to the finals, baby. And he did it this past Monday on Raw. And I'm like, someone's listening, man. Someone stole that stupid gimmick from us. And we just said, oh, this is a joke gone bad. Let's go. <laughs> oh, anyway, Brian Myers, he does get the win. He thumbed Hendry in the eye. Like you said, got the roster cut for the win. But Hendry got all the offense in. And that was great because he, have you, those fallaway slams that Joe Hendry hits, they're not even fallaway slams. They're like fallaway belly to belly. But, but they're like power slams because in the middle, he just like, he doesn't get the full rotation on himself. He just kind of goes with it. It's a very strange throw, but he makes it look good and it's safe. So I can't say a bad thing about it, but what's next for Joe Hendry? Because eventually he's going to go after some sort of gold again, right? Yeah, you would think that he has to get into some type of title pitcher, but you have to ask the question of which one is the right one for him. Is he going to be in like the X division would be one of like the bigger guys working with the X division guys. Is he going to get into the main event mix? Do you find him another pairing, someone that he can play off to and have the similar chemistry that he had with you and Yuramora and put him in the tag team division. There's so many different ways. I feel like Joe Hendry is a guy that they need to like keep in a certain position and keep him in these title title scenes because he's a guy that, like I said, he's just over and can get over with any crowd. Also, Joe Hendry's a heel. I wish he, he is a heel. He is a bull. He is a bull. He is he is rock in 1999. He is he's just bullying these poor people, but because they're heels, he's a baby face. He's John Cena in 2008 he, telling JBL, "You smell like poop." He stole an old man's inheritance. He impregnated a married woman. Go back and watch those segments. He, True. they say it. They they say it. Wow, they said his name, and he appeared, and he appeared to have already done awful things to the people that he appeared in front of. Okay, Joe Hendry is the heel. Uh, I love Hannafin and Ray Walt here. You've got the crowd chanting Oscar Meyer at Brian Myers, and then Hannafin has to explain it's because they're calling him a wiener. And then you got Matt Raywalt just losing it. Be like, he's not that. These people are stupid. I hate my hometown. There's some really good stuff in this match. Go for it. Again, all Hendry until the finish. So uh, a good good match. Let me fast forward a little bit. Post-match, Moose congratulates Brian Myers. But Myers wants to know where Moose was. Why wasn't my tag team partner here to support me? And Moose says, you weren't there for me when you were calling your shot with Matt Cardona. And then they kind of scuffle. And out comes Heath. And I'm like, oh, this guy still works here. Well, the answer is he doesn't. But anyway, he challenges Moose after he challenges Myers. And instead, Moose is like, no, you get to face me, Heath. So it's going to be Heath versus Moose. And Heath is a free agent. So goodbye, Heath, I guess. It's been a nice run, Heath. It's been a nice run. Uh, 
I mean, he's got a tag team title run out of it. So, and next week will probably be a decent enough matchup with Moose. But yeah, Moose Moose is getting himself geared up and ready. He's collecting wins because he's going to get the big opportunity against Alex Shelley at Hard to Kill. And that's a choice. It's a choice. I also don't hate that they're building Moose because they have to. Yeah. They've got to give him statement wins. Not that Heath is, but they're going to have to get there with with other members of the roster. He's going to have to get those statement big wins. Moose is just someone that they can go back to. Moose is someone that they can always trust when it comes to at least showing up and doing the doing the work. And I figured they would after he re-signed with the company and he made such a you know a big deal out of re-signing with the company and how he's been one of the guys that's been waving a flag for Impact Wrestling. I figured he would be back in the title picture. I just felt like there was a different way to do it instead of feast or fired. It's just weird to me that feast or fired is the reason why Moose is back in the main event scene, even though, you know, call your shot is the reason he become impact world champion to begin with. I just wanted him to like pick up big wins and get back into the main event scene instead of feast or fired being the way to get back. That's why it feels weird. And saying Alex Shelley versus Moose is the first main event of TNA, the new TNA era feels weird because I feel like the work hasn't been done yet to build him up. I still think the knockouts title is going to be the main event. Yeah, I think that's it. And they've already announced it. So after turning point, they did announce that grace and Trinity is, is the hard to kill match. It was the first announced one. So I think that's going to be a main event, but I hear what you're saying. It's still Moose and Shelly is still a main event on the card. It's a world title match. It's a world title. It's match. the first TNA world championship matchup in a decade. Could have been Jordan versus Shelly. That's all I'm going to say. It like, yo, we here, we, we here, Joel, we, 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 been, we were on a preview where we said Jordan Grace wins, call your shot. And then it's interesting because she could call your shot for any title. And then he just said, no, nah, we're just going to announce it right after the match. <laughs> I was like, okay. what? What? Like, what are we doing here? The <laughs> I, was, I, was like, I was like, we had some story to tell. What are we doing? So, well, the story is still to come, I guess. But let's go backwards for a sec. You're talking about Feast or Fire. Dobby the Brain Heenum is talking about uh, Crazy Steve saying this has to end with him winning, though. Crazy Steve, please, dear God. Maybe a final resolution. Never thought I'd see Tommy Dreamer and ZSJ on the same pay-per-view. Let's go! And probably Bully Ray as well at that point. He'll probably be on the show as well because they're starting to play up the Kylan King Bully Ray story, which, by the way, I love it. And they got to play off the Macklin and Bully Ray story as well. Uh, and now that PCO has re-signed, someone's got to try to murder PCO too. Always got to murder PCO out here. Poor guy. That's what he's there for. His whole gimmick is he can never die. But anyway, send in your super chats. Get in your Humber chats, folks. Let's talk about Will Ospreay. He's got a backstage with Mil- GM Miller, her name is. Uh, first of all, congratulations. This is how powerful Will Ospreay is. Got himself a whole brand new IWGP UK championship. Just like that. Impressive. Yep. It's almost as if it wasn't smashed to bits last week by David Finley. Less than less than seven days. That's crazy. Crazy. Got a whole new title. SP3, I love this promo. Cressa and I have said so many times that the best promos are the ones where you put over your opponent while you put yourself over. And Osprey did it again. He did it with Speedball and he did it again with Josh Alexander. Said I had never heard of Josh Alexander when this match was announced. 
But then I did my homework and I found out that he's one of the best in the world. He's a former world champion, but so am I. I am a world beater. You're a former world champion. Again, Will says I'm on another level. I'm the Billy Goat. I'm better than you, but also you're pretty damn good yourself. I am such a fan of Will Ospreay. Many people are, but for me, the promos are are absolutely matching the in-ring work when he knows how to cut it. What did you think? I've been as like preaching from the mountaintop about Will Ospreay's promo work and how it's improved, especially since like he got into like the IWGP heavyweight championship scene in 2021. He just stepped into it so naturally and his promo after he won the New Japan Cup that I was like, okay, that's his best promo. Then after he won the title, I was like, okay, that's his best promo. Then when he returned with the IWGP heavyweight championship, I said the same thing. And just time after time, he just does it with the backstage promos in new Japan. And then here he just excellently communicates. And it's just so believable. He's one of the most believable promos out there. Your Eddie Kingston's is there. Your John Moxley's is, is there as well. But Will Ospreay is right there with them. And I, I said one of my favorite promos of the whole entire year is the promo before All In with Chris Jericho, bro. I got a family, bro. Like that, I said. Me, me and my friends still quote that to this day because that promo is so quotable because it's so believable. It's just so believable, and he just put, knows how to put over his opponent, put over him, put over the matchup, and that's why I'm looking forward to the next week so so much. Yeah, I love that they're making it a big deal that they're promoting it. I really, really, really think that they're going to have him at Hard to Kill, which would be a great get for that card. I am looking at flights and hotels, SP3. I mean, I, I, I don't blame you, sir. I don't blame you. And I, I have to take credit because I made this match. I booked this match. I don't know if you know this show. Pro. Really? You're I, the one who did this. I interviewed Josh Alexander at least eight days before they announced the matchup. And I asked him about Will Ospreay coming to Impact Wrestling. And I was like, come on, Scott DeMore, you got to make the matchup. And I don't know how Scott gained the. They probably was recording on their side as well. But yeah, they recorded it. And look, see, see, see. Pick up the phone, Dad. Pick up the phone, Dad. I want my credit. I want my check. Can I get the check, please? I got, I got babies to put diapers on, you know? <laughs> Me too, actually. Which is probably why looking at Vegas trips is not the greatest idea in my life. But also, let's face it, I'm a content guy. We got to get that content and we got to get those moments. So maybe I'll go to Vegas. I'm trying. If you're going to Vegas, drop it in the comments. Maybe I'll see you there, okay? In January, when the weather is a balmy 20 degrees Celsius. It's like 75? it's not bad i mean it's great for anyway uh eric young speaking of canadians he takes on edward edwards speaking of non-canadians i like lish and edwards together it's revitalized their characters especially working his heels this match was a whole lot of not much in terms of storyline i do love that the story in the match though is lish getting more and more involved in the match and getting the referee's attention and, and then eventually getting up on the apron and then sliding the chair in. And then she goes for the kendo stick later in the match and she hits Edward Edwards with it accidentally. Young gets the pile driver, gets the win, pins Edward Edwards, match of the TNA Titans. What do you think? Hey guys, have you ever wondered what happened to the legendary Chuck Norris? I saw a video he made and I was shocked. He is in his 80s, still kicking butt, working out, staying active. 
He looks like he's got more energy, can work out longer, even has plenty of that energy left over for his grandkids. And he did this by making one change. He said that he still feels like he's in his 50s. His wife even started doing this thing too. She's never felt better. She says she feels 10 years younger. Her body looks leaner, has energy all day. And Chuck's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone can do this same thing to see incredible changes in their health. Staying active is important. Moving around keeps you feeling good. Making sure that you take care of your gut health, your digestion, just overall, is also very important. Right now, you can go to mymorningkick.com slash Fightful. Watch Chuck's video right now. That's mymorningkick.com slash Fightful. Check out what Chuck Norris has to say. What's got him feeling so good these days? He explains everything, and you won't believe how simple it is. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Uh, it was good work. Uh, I've seen them work before. You know, they worked a lot in the during the pandemic when Eric Young first returned to the company and over the Impact World Championship. And I, I like those matches more, but I thought this was still, you know, a decent enough matchup. And I like the story being told with Lish Edwards being the, the, the difference between victory and not victory for, for Eddie Edwards here and costing him the win against Eric Young. I don't see them pushing Eric Young after this win and I did like I did like though uh, Eric Young working with Josh Alexander that's why it's interesting Josh is now teaming with Zack Sabre Jr but I, I if they are gonna do that you know to keep Josh away from the main event title scene have him paired up with Eric Young I think it's good use of both guys I would love to see Alexander and Young continue as a tag team and if they just have the one, you know, ZSJ match at final resolution, that's fine. If this ends up being a multi tag team title match, then I can see Alexander and young being part of it. And maybe even winning those tag titles. I don't know if that's it yet. I'm waiting on Chris Bay to have that breakout moment where they say, all right, we, we got to put you in a singles main event. But I mean, as long as he's teaming with quadzilla, I can't really say anything else about it. Cause they're a good team. Like they are. Yeah. Ace and Baze are, are a solid tag team and they like doing the work together. It's just, yeah, one of those guys have got to break out. Both of them even have the, the ability. It's just time for them to, to start making that move in TNA and Impact. But TNA, you know, Impact or whatever you want to call it, they always going to need that one tag team to be the anchor. And they've always been like that. American, uh, Americans, America's Most Wanted or Beer Money or the Motor City Machine Guns or LAX. And right now that's ABC. And I understand wanting to, you know, keep them pat and keep them in the division because they've had a hell of a year. They probably had one of the more consistent years of any tag team uh, this year across wrestling. So I understand keeping them together for the time being. Gia Miller is backstage with Sonny Kiss. Sonny Kiss worked the uh, Call Your Shot gauntlet this this past week at Bound for Glory. No, three weeks ago now, Bound for Glory. Uh, and she said that if uh, she had won the knockouts, 
sorry, if she had won the Call Your Shot Gauntlet, she would challenge for the Knockouts World Championship and challenge Trinity. Trinity comes in, they hug, says, I heard what you said. If you want a Knockouts World Championship spot, shot you've got it next week i can't speak anymore and i don't know why sunny kiss uh coming out and saying that she's not signed to a deal so who knows where this is going to lead but sunny kiss and trinity what do you think uh about that match i think that's the fun use you know if you only had sunny for you know the one taping you want to do the big matchup uh, the biggest matchup possible or at least a big matchup and this would be one of the matchups that both him and trinity or her and trinity would want so Go for it. Go for it. Do it. I think they would, they're going to have a great matchup and it's going to be a lot of fun. There's a very interesting conversation in here that kind of goes back to something that Steven Jensen and Cressa Starr and I had after the Bound for Glory post show. We kind of got into it with ourselves in the chat about uh, how Jordan Grace didn't go after the, the main yeah. men's world championship. And now you have Sonny Kiss who, uh, you know, I don't need to get into bio to biology, but Sunny is gender fluid and has yeah. not really had pronouns attached to herself. His like people have asked, and she's like, whatever, like it, I can be whatever. Yeah. And I think it's really you know this really adds to the conversation of like the Knockouts World Championship is important to the person that it's important to, and just like the World Championship is important to the person it's important to. And that's what we're getting right now is that Sunny Kiss has decided that for her, the Knockouts World Championship is more important than going after, say, Alex Shelley and the Impact World Championship. Yeah, that's the that's the title that inspired her the most. That's the, you know, the Gail Kims, the awesome Kongs. That's the people that made her want to become a professional wrestler. So I definitely understand Sony Kiss wanting to go after the Knockouts Championship. And it, ele it elevates it when you have someone come in and someone that has that notoriety from being on AEW and they want to come in and get this championship and Trinity being the fighting champion is open to the challenge. So I like I, I Love this use of sunny kiss here me too so i'm looking forward to the match that'll air next week on the show and we'll talk about it then dirty dango and oleg pretty has beat the shit out of storm grayson and nick diamond storm grayson who's all over warrior wrestling and freelance wrestling in chicago nick diamond as well stand out in the impact in the impact in the in the independent scene pretty has basically goes solo beats everyone down until dango comes up gets the win that's it so dango and prudius will eventually get a world tag team title shot right because <laughs> that's how this thing works you According just have to, to be team, that's how it works you have to be a tag team for a certain amount of time and you'll it's it's the lottery you they're, they're gonna pick your name out of lottery eventually and puteous uh they're they're making him into a monster and he, that's what he's supposed to be but unbelievable that's his first match in 12 years like this dude legit did not wrestle after leaving wwe like that's very rare nowadays. Like a guy leave and he had a certain amount of notoriety. You know, he was he wasn't a, a world champion or anything like that, but he was he did get a shot at a WWE championship against Triple H for, uh, for on a big four pay-per-view. So you would think he would get some type of booking on a place, but he said after WWE, he was like, deuces, I've been to the top. I ain't going to the bottom. Except for when he worked, you know, Anoki. The Inoki genome. <laughs> but yeah, he took the time off. And you know what? He looks different. He looks great. It's nice to see him back in a ring. And again, I've said this before. I love this tag team because these are the story of two guys who were treated so seriously in Impact. Or sorry, in WWE became 
complete comedy characters taking the piss out of and now they're coming back to to impact to be those serious guys who take over and show the world no we have it and we hate sports entertainment or we hate pro wrestling it's good stuff i love it nothing says more wwe in 2010 like fandango and vladimir kozlov being a tag team and alpha bravo being their mouthpiece god no he's their security He's there. He's their muscle. Right. My bad. Jordan Grace is our muscle. And she's backstage saying she's going to make history again after winning Call Your Shot, winning the knockout stand, blah, blah, blah. Then Bully walks in and says, I want to shake your hand. I want to shake your. Well, no, that's not exactly it. But he does want to shake her hand. And then Kylan King walks in and says, Jordan Grace won the Call Your Shot gauntlet by a fluke and that it should be Kylan King going up against Bully because Bully trained her. And then Bully walked there. Bully's just like, hey, how about you just back down a notch? And then Kylan King reminds us all that Bully trained her. And I love that they bring this up because this is these little stories make the most sense because now the student master thing comes through. Bully is trying to say like, yeah, listen, you take no shit from anyone except for your teacher. And then Kylan wants to push back and go after the, the, her authority. And then Macklin comes in and calls Bully soft. Bully reminds him about the bound for glory spot with the table and the barbed wire. And, you know, how do you feel after that? And Macklin's like, still here. You're still soft. Macklin, I hate you, but I love that line. Good for you. That was, that was, that was probably one of the best lines of the, yes. on the show. Yeah. And then out of this, we're going to get Bully and Jordan Grace teaming up against Colin King and Steve Macklin next week. When I read that this match happened, I was like, the hell is the, f- how did we get here? And they did a pretty good job of explaining it, SP3. Yeah, there was simple setup, but it was very, very effective use of television time. You, you're you seeing the, the further progression of this Bully Ray character who's kind of like uh, kind of having this slow burn baby face turn. And, you know, Jordan Grace, who he's interacted with a lot and been on the opposite side and teased having a, a singles match. They had their confrontation in the Call Your Shot gauntlet and he gained a measure of respect for her and he tried to show that here. And then you have Kylan King paying into the history with her and Billy Ray and then Steve Macklin. And it seems like we're still building to that big singles match between Macklin and Billy Ray, which I think is is a good use of Macklin to keep him away from the world title scene. So I like the use of everybody here. Honestly, this tag team match feels too good to blow it off already next week. I would like for them to kind of build it up more and do it at like final resolution, honestly. I can't believe that Billy Ray is about to do a face turn that I'm not going to dislike. Hey, man, his face turns in Impact as Bully Ray have been good. Remember, when when he put Dixie through the table, I was there live. That's one of the greatest live experiences I've ever been. Like, Dixie, Bully Ray putting Dixie Carter through the table. Hammerstein Ballroom, 2014. I will never, I will never forget the promos the commercials that they ran for this. They were just like, this Thursday, dun-dun, it happens, dun-dun, the moment you've all been waiting for, dun-dun, Dixie goes through the table. And I'm just sitting there being like, oh, shit, I hate this company. (laughs) (laughs) But they milked it so bad. It was like a Bram re-signing, and they just milked for all it's worth. Yes, it was great. 
It was great, man. I remember like like the, like AO AO Productions in the chat is is a fact. They need to go back to Manhattan Manhattan Center now that they're back to TNA. Come back to Manhattan Center because those Manhattan Center tapings, those are some great memories being there live. I was there for that. I was there for the whole series. Remember when they did the whole series where they did like, I think they did like Hardy's versus uh, Dudley's versus the Wolves. They did like three matches. They did like a regular three-way match, then like a tables match, and then a, a full metal mayhem. It was great. Great stuff. Oh, also great stuff is over at FIFOSelect.com, the best five bucks in the business, the best $54 a year that you can spend. The holidays are coming up, folks. If you want a gift for the wrestling fan in your life, give them FIFOSelect.com, okay? I know that this is the downtime for wrestling news. I know people are all like, no, nah, I don't want to pay for wrestling news right now. I got bills to pay. Go steal someone else's credit card. It's fine. A lot of these internet service providers, they're giving out free $50 gift cards this time of year. Use that $50 gift card. Forget about the groceries. Go to FIFOSelect.com. Get a $54 annual subscription. And then you get all your exclusive wrestling news. But it doesn't stop there. We'll give you all the extra content, too. You want interviews before they drop we got them you want the notes for them sure we dropped we had conversations with hikaleo ahead of lone star shootout that interview drops tomorrow but if you want the notes it's on fifo select if you want kanosuke Takeshita scoops and notes from an interview that scott edwards did we have the notes over on fifoselect.com if you want to know why conan screwed up the triple a mlw releases <laughs> Head on over to FIFOSelect.com. Best five bucks in the business, best $54 a year. Plus, Sean does a Q&A weekly. Plus, Grapsity does a Q&A every other week, and it's always good stuff. The list goes on with Jimmy and Sean. The Weekender podcast with Steven Jensen, who sometimes pops in with me to talk about Impact Wrestling and, of course, host the spotlight here on YouTube.com slash Fightful and so much more. Sour Graps with Alex and Kate is always a hoot. So go ahead and get that over on FIFOSelect.com. The best five bucks in the business, the best $54 a year. SB3 knows he gets it. Indeed. I am a subscriber, a Patreon, a patron. A patron of the Patreon. <laughs> anyway, we've seen a lot of different variations of the Rascals, and we're about to be introduced to Myron Reed and Impact, and I am excited. Comes running in with that New Japan hoodie. Perfect. Perfect way to bring him in. I'm excited for the Rascals and that... Uh, that six man tag next week against the <laughs> something Sorry. else. I, something yeah, else I booked. Yeah, something else I booked here. Myron Reed coming to Impact Wrestling. I interviewed Trey Miguel back in May, and I asked him about Myron Reed potentially coming. Well, I actually asked him about Zachary Wentz coming back to Impact Wrestling and Myron Reed coming to Impact Wrestling. The full rascals being back in Impact, and now we're about to have it. So you welcome, ladies and gentlemen. But in all seriousness, uh, Myron Reed has been one of like one of the more underrated performers out there, especially when you come to like high flyers. He's just so fluid in the ring. He's gonna be someone that I know a lot of people are gonna become a fan of if they never seen him before before next week. Young Goat is in the house. Looking forward yes. to watching him do his thing in Impact. This is good news, and I can tell that uh, Trey and Wentz are very excited for that. So it's going to be good. We're going to see them next week in action as a trios. Well, let's talk about this main event for the Impact World Championship. Alex Shelley defeats Jonathan Gresham. Going into this, they did a couple of uh, pre-match, pre-tapes. Shelley calling Gresham lucky because he didn't know when the match would be announced. He didn't know who, who was going to be champion after Bound for Glory. But then says that Gresham's been anal retentive. 
complaining about a lack of rules. And Shelly's like, well, you're going to get a shot tonight and may the best man win. And then Gresham's like, yeah, rules are bent. And this is an opportunity for championship gold because that's unpredictable. Chaos will rise above, sorry, talent will rise above chaos and he will bring, and I quote, true honor to the ring by any means necessary. This is good stuff. They are going even keel early. They get all the way to the commercial break. And then that's when the, that's when the good stuff starts SP three. And how do you start it? Good old fashioned nut tap. You have kids. You've been uh, accidentally smacked in the lower nether regions by those children. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Can we both agree that the nut sack tap is a billion times more painful than someone kicking you or hitting you directly in the sack. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's, 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 it's like, it's, it's like the perfect, the perfect like fist is small, especially with your kids. It just, it hits you right in the spot that it shouldn't be hitting. It's the recoil. Where, man. Yeah. Where you like start coughing or you can't, or you can't breathe for a second. Like you, you have like the big gas, like, like one of those and like your, your whole pelvis area hurt for the next like 15 minutes like one of those this match was so good on so many levels not just for the wrestling but also because gresham has found whatever he's going to do as a character and impact he's yeah. not just the foundation he's not just the octopus he's not just stretching you and having great matches which is great love that about him but now we have a character and a statement from Jonathan Gresham. What do you think of the match? There was a lot of dirtiness, but there was so much clean wrestling too. Yeah, I I had to kind of do like this with my peripherals during the early portion finishing the matchup, but everything I saw was excellent. These are just two fantastic technical wrestlers, so everything they do makes sense. And I loved, you know, Gresham working over the knee and how Shelly would sell it, like when he was running on the outside and he just collapsed and stuff like that. So I love the way that they just had a story that played out. They got a bunch of time. This went 20 minutes plus, and it just felt like a great world championship matchup. And I think it's right up there with probably the Josh Alexander match for the best match of Shelly's reign so far. They've uploaded the match already in full on the Impact YouTube. And that's usually when you know they have a great matchup because they did the same thing with the two out of three falls match with Kazarian and, and Eddie Edwards. When they're really high on a match, you know it by how they upload it so fast to the YouTube channel right after it's up. They did the same thing with Alexander and Speedball when they had the 58-minute matchup. So they love doing this. So, yeah, go out of your way to watch it. It's going to probably be one of the best matches that you see all week. Love Shelly going after Gresham's arm while Gresham's going after the knee. Both men picked a body part. They worked it. It was a good, solid wrestling match. But again, you have Jonathan Gresham cheating his way through it. He takes off the wrist tape. He chokes Shelly with the wrist tape. He goes and just kicks him in places he's not supposed to kick him. The the cheating comes, you know, part of the match. My favorite part, Gresham is stuck in the Border City stretch. And what does he do? He uses the damn referee to climb over, get out of the stretch, and get to the bottom rope. And the referee's just like, what the hell, man? You can't do that, but I'm not going to disqualify you because it's a world title match and you're just trying to survive. Shit like that, it's, it's again, it's heel tactics that make sense. 
he's very much like a Nigel McGinnis. How Nigel used to use the rules of pure wrestling. He's using that now and he's made it into his own character, forming it into the rules of impact wrestling. So you love to see it when someone is like showing a little bit more than what we usually see from them. And that's what we're seeing from John uh Jonathan Gresham right now. So I want to see more of it. You know, they did the the story and build his whole story with speedball Mike Bailey before Bound for Glory. We need to get back to that now that he's had a world championship matchup. Put him in the ring with these great wrestlers and let him, you know, show off his character. I think Jonathan Gresham is going to become one of the guys that we call like one of the performers that we look forward to every single week on Impact Wrestling moving forward. But I think Alex Shelley as the Impact World Champion, man, it's been a, it's been just a breath of fresh air. I think that it just goes from strength to strength. And I thought after Bound for Glory, he would be, kind of be leaning more heel, but they did the finish of Bound for Glory in a way where he's still a baby face, but he could still be a tweener at the same time. So I like where they're going with his title reign right now. Especially because now he's got to face Moose in a couple of months. Yes. Now he's got a verse Moose, so he got to be a baby face for that. So. I mean, Moose is a perennial baby. No, anyway. You uh, know, every, everybody loves Moose. And also what I noticed about this matchup with Gresham, it's basically like if the MJF Daniel Garcia match got double the amount of time that it got. Because the story of the match is pretty much very similar. One guy goes after the arm to set up his arm finisher. One guy goes after the leg to set up a leg finisher. They just only got 10 minutes. These guys got 20. And that's why it's going to be much more memorable moving forward. If you've ever thought about being a wrestler, the part of the match that you need to watch is a full minute, 60 plus seconds of pin reversals. That alone is like just the amazing little thing that happens in wrestling that you don't think is as taxing on the body as it is. And these guys do it. Normally it's like, a couple of those pin reversals, one, two, one, two, and they, that's it. No, they did it for a straight minute. They went into submissions and converted them into pinfall attempts. They they did it all, and the match just kept going. It was it was a treat, and it was a good finish. Super kick, shock, shock, three count. Shelly retains. What's next for Jonathan Gresham? What do you do with him now? Like I said, I'm hoping I'm hoping they put him back into his whole program with Speedball Mike Bailey. Speedball trying to kind of be the the angel on his shoulder to be like, yeah, you should follow the rules. But Gresham is listening to his evil side and being like, no, I should I should stretch the rules to gain victories, to get title opportunities, and maybe we get him back into the X Division title scene, and he can go after the X Division title and have a, a, some great matches with Chris. Saban, which he's had before in the past. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind that either. I don't hate the idea. And on top of that, do you do a stable with Gresham or do you put him with some people? Does he fit in with anybody in particular or what? That's the thing. I don't know what works best for Jonathan Gresham right now in terms of like his association with others. Yeah, I mean, you kind of have to be what we've seen across pretty much every promotion. This is something that, you know, New Japan has been doing for decades and WWE has done it more since Triple H become in control. And Tony Khan has kind of adapted that since the exception of AEW is grouping people together because they're the story opportunities of, you know, people working with other people in other groups, uh, you know, people uh, branching off from the group or betraying from the group. There's so many storylines 
borderline, you know, potential there. So you would want someone like Jonathan Gresham to be paired up with someone because you have that potential. And they did that with Speedball. But now we're seeing kind of the story of them separating and splitting off from one another and now feuding with one another, even though I feel like they have gone to the well of them having a singles match way too many times. Wait, I understand every time it's good to great, but it's like, okay, now we're going, you, you've run it, you've run it too many times where it's just like, yeah, it's just not the same. Um, <laughs> so you got to make it interesting. And I think that the next time they run the match back, it should be for the X division championship. You put a fork on a pole. This guy always with his fork on the pole, and it's just five Jews. That's on another brand of case right now. <laughs> that was Impact Wrestling for November 9, 2023. We're moving forward towards the end of the year and the TNA rebrand. SB3, tell the people what you got going on. Uh, you can check me out as always at True Hill SP3 on the Twitter machine or whatever you want to call it. Uh, you could also find me over on the YouTube channel True Hill Heat for the podcast use listeners. That is T R U no E H E E L H E A T True Hill Heat Wrestling, where we have pretty much five to six days of consistent live streams and daily content over there. We got a new episode of in the stars where me and Jimmy Rackeram break down the star ratings of Dave Meltzer. That's going to be dropping tomorrow. And you can check out AE ramble with me and Jimmy Rackeram reviewing AEW dynamite from earlier today. And I'll be back on the flagship podcast Saturday at 1105 AM Eastern time, myself and miss Chrissy love talking about this week in wrestling. So check it out. There you go. Go go check out True Heel Heat if you haven't. I've put them over before and they deserve it. Go hang out with them, especially go see it. Go go watch A Rambles. Okay. Just just go go. Go watch it. I'm there. Just go watch it. Go watch it. I can't tell you anything else. You just gotta go watch it. If you think I've told this to other people, if you want sour grabs for AEW, there you go. It's A Ramble. Okay. So go watch it. Uh Jimmy and SP3 are, are a very special team. So we'll leave it at that. I am at Joel Pearl. I am in the weeds every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday over on our sister channel, Fightful Overbooked. Go to uh, youtube.com slash Fightful Overbooked. And of course, leave a thumbs up on the way out and subscribe to us here at youtube.com slash Fightful. Uh, I guess that's it. There we go. But I, I said it before, but I am at Joel Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-R-L. Ladies, gentlemen, friends beyond the binary. Now I've got my autopilot back. We'll see you in the next one. Cheers. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.